voice of the black and amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday Evening Talksport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, and on Sunday, the uh, 27th of February, you're very welcome to TalkSport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Well, it's been a busy weekend here for us in the sports team in Community Radio Kilkenny City. Down in uh, no, UPMC Nolan Park today, Kilkenny played Leash. We'll have a report of that match. We'll have an interview with Brian Cody and I'll chat to Pat, who was uh, down there with me at the game. Lots of other big games in the National Hurling League today, the Allianz National Hurling League today, uh, creating plenty of talking points. Limerick lost their third game in a row. I didn't see much of that, but Pat probably saw more than me. There was two red cards in the game. And, of course, uh, last night, Dublin had a big win. A uh, big win, not in terms of marginal scores, but a big win over Tipperary in um, FBD Semple Stadium. And, of course, over in the West today, in the blustery winds of um, Salt Hill. Well, the were run over in the feet of Galway. So that... Uh, maybe gives us an idea. There was a couple of big football matches as well. We might get around to doing that. But this weekend in Kilkenny, the under-21A county final took centre stage and we had our team out there yesterday. Did a fantastic job. I was cheating. I was at the J Congress, but I had the old earphones in one ear. I was multitasking, is what they call it. So, great win for the borough there. We'll uh, be chatting to uh, Kieran Neary, who was at that particular match, about that game. And uh, Barry Henrique has picked up quite a number of interviews, which we'll be dealing with as well. Kilkenny had an arrow in over Clare in the uh, Little Woods National Camogie League Division 1 and we'll be talking to the manager Brian Dowling a little later in the programme Kilkenny were well beaten by Waterford in Division 2 now if I die for what uh, Lanningham was at that match so we'll park a report of that match until Aoife joins Kira Nari at tomorrow night I was at the GA Congress we might touch on one or two things that came up at that with Kilkenny GA results yeah, Kilkenny Rugby. Well, Kilkenny Rugby travelled to Dundalk needing a win. They got a draw, which is probably no good to them, and, uh, to be honest about it, or to Dundalk for that matter. So they have one game left next weekend. The uh, seconds had a big win. In the Six Nations, we'll touch on the results there, but Ireland had a whopping win today. Basketball results, still no joy for the Hawks. I have the hockey results in from Tristan Linus. We'll be talking to John Corrigan and uh, Cross Channel. Well, it's still uh, nil all. Liverpool had a goal moved out, ruled out by VAR. And there's another one coming in here now. And uh, a brilliant save by Keevan Kelleher. But no, it's, I think it's gone in. And Chelsea have scored. And the question is, is VAR going to... Thomas Tuchel has his two hands in the air, which would seem to indicate it's not going to be allowed. So, uh, Patrese, VAR is dominating here again. I... I hate that. Liam Kelly Rourke is coming in here and he's a, a Liverpool. The last time you were on air just going off at six o'clock, you were lauding the goal that Joe Matip had put in. What went on? I'm only after spotting there now that wasn't allowed. I feel like such a liar because I anyone who switched off at six o'clock is under the impression Liverpool are one nil up and now we're, it's the opposite. VAR, I'm not just saying this with my red influence or my red tinted glasses on. It's a disgrace. And look, there was a, a handball last night in City Everton that was blatantly a, a penalty 
they went to VAR and they got it wrong so scrap the system alright we'll talk we'll come back on that maybe the moment we'll be talking to Bear Scott there later Bear even though you're listening to us now we'll develop the racing results from yesterday and of course probably more important than anything in UPMC in Olin Park today the draws were made for the local championship groups Pat Tracy and uh, Barry Henrique has brought them to you but uh, it's much more important to clubs than anybody else but let's just mention what they are here at the top of the programme in Group A of the St. Canis's Credit Union Senior Hurling League and Championship Group A, it's Airden's Own versus Tullerone. These are first round games. It's Clara versus the champions, Shamrocks Valley Hale. And it's Mullinavat versus Liz Downey. In Group B, it's the group of death. I heard somebody calling it in UPMC in Allen Park today. Dixborough versus Bennis Bridge. Oh, Lachlan Gales versus Greg Bally Callan. And James Stevens versus Glenmore. The three city teams. Not sure, Pat Tracy, when that happened before. Can you remember? Mm, I'm not sure. I thought they were together a few years ago. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, in the Michael Ling Motors Intermediate Hurling League Championship, in the Group A, it's um, St. Martins versus Connie Shamrocks. a derby game. They played one another to start the last year as well. Donovan versus Thomastown. Carrie Chalk versus Young Ireland's and in Group B it's Dainsfort versus Mooncoin, the Fenians versus Rory the Sieg and St. Lactons versus O'Loughlin Gales and in the JJ Cavan and Sons Junior Hurling League Championship it is uh, Group A Emeralds versus Clunine, John Locks versus Tullaross Birkin Winegap versus Barrow Rangers and Galmoy get the bye in the first round but that's a seven team group and group B is a six team group it's Piltown versus Greg DeManna it's St. Patrick's Bally Ragged versus Blacks and Whites and it's Kilmacow versus uh, Slee Brew well we also have the, the uh, B section of that which has uh, there's only one group in that the opening game is um I'm trying to read it and I'll have to come out well in my copy and we'll get it for you later on rather than me try to call out uh, what it is off a sheet of paper that I didn't copy too well. Anyway, we head up to um, down a little bit to UPMC in Allen Park today where Kilkenny took on leash in the Alliance National Hurling League and uh, not a bad day. It was a bit blustery this morning, all right, but not a bad day and uh, a crowd of about a thousand. Here's how the game went. Alliance National Hurling League, Kilkenny 228, leash 17 points. For 35 minutes, this Alliance National Hurling League game between Kilkenny and Leash was competitive. But once Kilkenny turned around in the second half to play with the wind, the Cats dominated proceedings at UPMC Nolan Park this afternoon. Leash had their best spell in the opening six minutes, winning a lot of possession in the middle of the pitch, with Jack Kelly grabbing two points for the visitors from 70 metres. Whatever momentum the visitors enjoyed in the early stages was nullified when Tom Phelan, after a neat pass from Martin Keown, broke a couple of tackles to score the game's opening goal. Billy Ryan and Martin Keown were continuing to trouble the visitors' defence, while the accuracy of Alan Murphy from place balls edged Kilkenny a little further ahead. Leash worked hard for scores with midfielders Jack Kelly and Fikra Fennell finding the range, and Charles Dewar, Picky Marr and goalie Ender Rowland also added pints for the visitors. Leash, in fact, should have added a few more pints, but poor striking saw the slitter land into the hands of Owen Murphy on quite a number of occasions. A four-point interval lead was a fair reflection of the trend of the game in the first half, but the fair and offer was not overly exciting the crowd of around a thousand straight from the second half throwing Kilkenny got on top with another pointed free from Alan Murphy Billy Ryan was again superb in the second half and Leash struggled as Kilkenny attacked at every opportunity Tom Phelan grabbed a second goal on 14 minutes a fine individual effort after he ran 40 metres broke a couple of tackles before slotting the ball past Ender Rowland there was no way back for Leash at that stage the visitors heads dropped as the incessant Kilkenny pressure brought more scores with every passing moment a six-point return from the Aburman was indicative of Kilkenny's second-half dominance. 
Halfbacks Gillian Buckley with a brace and David Blanchfield were able to move up the field to race white flags, while Brian Cody and his selectors emptied their bench to give some of the subs an opportunity to stake a claim for a place next Saturday evening in Parnell Park against Dublin. Kilkenny needed this win after last weekend's narrow defeat to Tipperary, but it will be a much stiffer test next Saturday evening in Dublin. Today's game lacked intensity, and from the early stages of the second half, the result was never in doubt. After another big loss to Waterford in their last league outing, Leash are very low on confidence right now, and their next game against Antrim may well decide their league status. The Kilkenny mentors will not be fooled into thinking that a 17-point winning margin has the black and amber men ready for the championship. Far from it. There is plenty of work ahead, and in terms of competitiveness, the serious tests commence against Dublin next Saturday, and after that against Watford. It is only after those two games that we can judge how ready we are for the upcoming Leinster Cedar Hurling Championship. Final score from UPMC in Allen Park, Kilkenny 228, least 17 points. And that was the game in UPMC in Allen Park. We'll talk to Pat in a couple of months, but this is what Brian Cody had to say to us after the game. Brian, summarise that game. Please. Summarise the game, OK. Well, I suppose um, we played against the win in the first half and uh, we came in at half-time, had four points up, I think. Um, we did well to be four points up. We weren't particularly flowing in the first half, probably. Second half then, you know, um, went on and we won it well. Two goals were crucial, two very, very good goals. Tom scored excellent two great goals. Gave us a breathing space and we, we moved on well from there. Are the forwards being given a licence to just attack, attack for goals? Because between Tom Phelan and Billy Ryan and Martin Keown, every time they got the ball they went to put their head down. That looks good. Well, I suppose, look, I suppose it's something that um, should be encouraged, you know, when it's on. It doesn't mean you try and force goals if they're not on, but if the opportunity arises to go, yeah, certainly um, have a go if at all possible, yeah. Yeah, going on. Well, in terms of the overall performance, I mean, as you say, maybe flat enough in the first half, but you were getting to the whole grips with the shorter game as well, and I think you said that before. It's just taking us a little time to adapt, but I think we're improving all the time. Oh, yeah, look, I mean, I suppose different personnel going out different days as well, you know. Um, we're looking at various players, and everybody's not available all the time, so... But look, we're getting very, very near to the stage where we want to try and, I suppose, get some kind of a settled team coming up towards championship. But the important thing today was to win, get the two points, stay competitive in the league and, and try and, um, you know, our next game then is Dublin, the following game is Watford. Be there and, you know, be able to fight and chance to, to qualify. Now, Dublin obviously had a good win over Tipperary yesterday, so they're in flying form at the moment. Will you be hoping to have the Shamrocks Valley Hale continue back for that match? Um, possibly some of them, yeah. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, we're depending on some of them carrying bits and niggles and that but look at them certainly I'd say some of them will be available for that game Well you know Dublin better than anyone in Parnell Park Brian this will be a very serious game and probably from here on in it's, uh, it's going to be championship hurling Yeah there's no doubt about that but Dublin are now going to be well beyond the stage of where they're a threat in Parnell Park they're a threat everywhere as they proved um, last night so you know it's going to be a very very serious game and again um, we face them in the, in the championship as well so it's just which is a very, very serious game for sure. Yeah, well, given that uh, we lost the Tipperary, I suppose winning in Parnell Park would be important to keep us in the league. Well, winning the league is maybe not the most important thing, but does, does this thing call momentum? Yeah, there is, and there's obviously um, real meaningful matches they're taking part in as well, you know. So, obviously, look at it, we just try and prepare for Dublin now. It's like a hard even in Parnell Park. Um, big, big challenge for us, but a great game as part of our preparation for the whole thing and as part of our desire to keep going and, and stay alive in the league. Now, you've given players numerous chances throughout the league thus far and in the Welsh Cup. I mean, you must be getting to the stage where you nearly have to look at uh, a, a settled team, put it that way. There's no doubt about that, yeah, for sure. And obviously, 
very, very difficult to have a settled team when you're, you have players with injuries and that, but that's part and parcel of it. But certainly, uh, we will be um, trying to piece together the whole thing very, very soon. Isn't that one of the difficulties of the whole new GA season now that any players who pick up injuries, they get very little time to recover? I should get no time at all, you know, I mean, we're playing like Saturday evening, like, and obviously a couple of fellas pulled up today with injuries, so the chances of those players being available are almost nil. There's a lot of lads putting their hands up there, there's, you know, there's, there's, they're putting in lads and they're performing. Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's what we'll be hoping for, you know, that's part and parcel of what we would try to do for the league. And, you know, we want to make it as competitive as possible and to have a competitive panel. And we'll see where we go after this. Because winning is what is going to make the, the new players, isn't it? It's a, a habit. So it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. confidence, confidence for them, like, you know, but, um, like you said, some of them are putting their hand up and, and that's good. Yes, and that was uh, Brian Cody. He's happy with that. Pat Tracy, your own uh, views now. You've had a, a little couple of hours to reflect. You went home to watch that Cork and Limerick, and we'll talk about that later. But um, really, there the, the really was no huge bite in that game today, And the, you know, to be honest about it. It wasn't anything close to the championship. No, not at all. Um, I, I just thought Kenny were, you know, competent enough, and uh, they... Uh, once they got the first goal actually uh, Tom Phelan uh, getting that uh, great ball in from Killian Buckley to uh, Mossy and uh, he laid it off to Tom Phelan on the run and uh, stuck it in the net and I think from there on Kilkenny were, all, were always in charge of the, the, the game uh, the second half just totally dominated and uh, they uh, ran out convincing winners uh, hard to make make sense of it like you know the full back line wasn't tested at all um, because um, Leash were taking most of their shots from out the field anyway. Yeah, between the two 65 metre lines. Yeah, they were they? really, yeah. And uh, then uh, you'd say that, well, you know, looking across at uh, David Blanchfield, another good day out, yeah. Uh, mm. Top class, Paddy Deegan, solid centre back. Um, not too sure were we that great in the middle of the field. Um, the, Tom Phelan, uh, Billy Ryan, Alan Murphy, uh, Martin Keown, you know. It's, uh, good and good enough in the forward. Well, I'm so. feeling, in fairness, <laughs> the two goals, and he, obviously, we'd all be maybe too, a little really. bite, but yeah. they were two cracking goals, oh, weren't they? Cracking goals, yeah. And the other thing I like about him, look, he's looking to take on his man the whole time, and he has, he has great pace. Once he gets a, a straight run at the goal, that's, uh, you know, he mightn't be the, the, uh, a genius to turn and run, uh, but uh, once he gets a, a ball on the run, there's no catching him, and he's brave out, and I think he'll be even better at a hop on the ball, you know. So, I, I I I'd like what I'm seeing there with him. Yeah, uh, well, he's taken his he's taken his chance well, yeah. and uh, I have to say, I thought Billy Ryan now showed a lot of him. His touch and everything was really good today. Yeah, Billy is he's he's nearly um, you know in the in the game against Tip the same thing. I thought uh, you know once he get that kind of cross field ball, he's uh, and his confidence left and right is uh, getting more is getting better and better the whole time at taking scores. So you know he had another good day and uh, eye catching kind of a day. Yeah, we have a text in here about free taker, but I did take in conference Alan Murphy was Alan and Murphy's was very excellent good today on the free. Yeah, Alan Murphy's one of the best free takers around. He uh, uh, and has been since uh, since um he was uh, 16 years of age, he was uh, deadly altogether, but uh, he's he's top class free taker. Question here about his Michael Cody on the panel. I actually don't know. Don't know really. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't mm. get any game time, so mm. I'm afraid we don't know as the ball is just taken off the line by Edward 
Gerard Mendy to keep Chelsea in the match there um, five six minutes in just into extra time and uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke has just uh, is it, is it he got a lovely haircut actually I heard him I heard actually people talking about that last Saturday when I was listening to the sport and uh, yeah Liam it is very nice it does suit you actually don't tell me you got coverage on Saturday as well because I got terrible abuse on Friday or maybe right? it was Friday it was it was Friday I was listening to <laughs> I could to take it. one dose of it but two yeah but I mean having said that though I thought your hair was going to just jump yeah. up the top of your head there when you know, Liberty literally scored and, thank and, god uh, it's radio yeah absolutely look we're going to take a break and we'll be back uh, we'll be back with uh, Kieran Airy who will chat to me about yesterday's big game in uh, Callan between uh, Dixborough and Shamrocks Valley Hill Dixborough winning their uh, trio of competitions for 2021 under 17 under 19 under 21 a fair old achievement all trained by Michael Walsh we'll have more on that from Kieran Airy after the break The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening TalkSport on CRKC 88.7 FM Yes, you're very welcome back to TalkSport here just uh, heading towards 25 past 6 and that big cup final at Wembley is now in its uh, gone into the 95th minute, another minute to go and it is uh, still nil all and there's a question of uh, is there going to be extra time or whatever but the ball is... Uh, well, they're still playing on, actually. Lukaku nearly put it in the back of the net. If he was serious about it, he might have scored it. Anyway, more important things is that uh, Dixborough uh, finished their 2021 championship campaign yesterday, winning a third underage title. A pretty great achievement in any man's language. Uh, defeating Shamrocks Valley Hale 124-214 in the under-21A county final. There might not have been an awful lot of games along the way, but uh, we actually we actually broadcast them all and uh, great games they were to a cracking championship. And uh, was a fitting finale Kieran Nary that uh, Dixborough did prove they were the better team to be fair uh, all through the campaign their three games against O'Loughlin's Moonkine and now Shamrock's Valley Hill yesterday yeah, yeah great year Nicky for, for the Dixborough team they were absolutely outstanding yesterday I thought um, this, they started off a bit slow Valley Hill went into a two points to one lead but in fairness to them they grew into the game and um, their forwards were on fire and their use of the ball was excellent uh, Lee Moore was causing Derek Harper a lot of problems all game there at centre forward and his showing for the ball kind of freed up space for the, the two half forwards outside him and then it freed up the inside line as well um, Richie Power commented during the game there just he never saw Bally Hill being dragged out as far as the were yesterday leaving the full back line so isolated inside but um, no the Dixborough led 14 points to 1-4 half time and they were well deserved further lead and only for Dean Mason in the goal it probably should have been maybe 3-14 to 1-4 um, but credit to Valley Hill they came out and started off the second half excellently um, they outscored Dixborough probably I think it was 1-4 one, one to to no score in the opening stages of that second half and Freeman Oak pulled off an excellent save as well but um, look they came out and they had a chance they, they brought it back to two points and in fairness to Dixborough when they came back to two points, they really got dug in and had plenty of chances up front, but the ball eventually broke out to Harry Shine then second half and he buried the ball to the back of the net and that kind of kicked the ball onto their victory. And they were full, fully deserving of their victory in the end, I think, and... Um, definitely out for Bally Hale over the 60 minutes well Michael Welch took and maybe it was the way the games flowed but as soon as the under 19 finished up there back at back end of last year the under 21 started immediately and for that game against O'Loughlin's which uh, was going to be a very competitive match and turned out it was he opted to go with quite a number of the players that played on the under 19 and I think his decision was vindicated then because those lads were in form at that stage yeah no absolutely Nicky and at the time of that game 
I suppose you had to pick the lads that were in form and a lot of lads didn't have a lot of hurling. You were you were after making the point all during the summer that, you know, the under twenty one championship would be starting and a lot of teams would have been out of the championship earlier in the year. So look you point you kinda had to go with the foreign players at that time. But in fairness, they bet it down a good team and that victory over Moonkine in the semi final was an excellent victory. Like you're never going to get anything soft when you go down to Moonkine, so they really had to work for it that day. And the probably yesterday they had with Jason Salim Steins, but they, they probably had their best team out on the field there yesterday. And in fairness, they were able to bring on a stronger bench as well than Ballyhale. Ballyhale had only 21 players named, while the Borough had the full team. Probably, I think they had up to 20 or 28 or 30 players named on the, the bench, so they were well able to use their use the sideline and they were able to bring in three or four as well at a crucial stage in the game. You know, the, the last quarter they were able to bring in two or three players with fresh legs and kind of switch a few lads around as well so Well I could hear from the commentary um, and what you were all saying there that Lee Moore obviously had a very good game now I know and there's a text in actually oh, he's dropped himself off the county under 20 panel which is a, a big loss from Kilkenny's perspective but he showed real leadership yesterday Oh absolutely Nicky yeah from, from the first minute he was shown for the ball and even for the puck outs there was a couple where the Borough lads dragged themselves over to the far side and Callan away from the stand and Lee Moore was calling for the puck outs and in fairness to Brian Minogue, we all know he has a great puck and he was landing down in front of Lee Moore and he really did drag Dara Parker and all over the place and that kind of freed up everyone inside as well and he ended up with I think it was four points from play for Lee Moore and Sharani and he was unlucky maybe not to get a goal and yeah probably he could have had a second one as well if you look back at it but yeah, no, he he was excellent all through, and he he'd be definitely a huge loss to the Kenny under twenties if he is after dropping. Yeah, off no, you're absolutely right. Another player who's had a great year, and God, is he is he working overtime at the moment on so many different teams? Is Harry Shine because he's in All Ireland semi final with Kieran's next Saturday. He had another quarter final there against Cork not so long ago, and he's uh, uh, he's been more. I've, I've been taken by his improved work rate significantly over recent times, but he's been a busy young man. No, he has been, Nicky, and in fairness to him, I was just saying to Pat earlier, I think maybe going back to St. Kieran's College helped him as well because you know yourself when you're out in the Kilkenny jersey or under the limelight and when things don't go your way, like a lot of lads will criticise you and all, when things are going your way, your name is in the headlights. So with the colleges, it was a chance for him to go back and regroup. So he was he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. His work rate all through the game, he was shown for the ball and his use of the ball as well, Nicky, when he was in situations where he might probably take on a score but the wind was so strong he was spraying the ball across the likes of Aaron Murphy or Cian Hackett and then getting on for the overload and in fairness he probably could have had another goal but um, all through now his work rate was outstanding and again he's, he's turned into a leader Nicky like he's only a young player he, like when he was playing for the Kilkenny Miners at 16 and 17 like people forget that the, the, it was the under 18 grade previously and he's only a 17 year old so let's have to give all these young players a chance as well so yeah, well, of course really we, going into that leadership we board. shouldn't forget obviously the Shamrocks who made it a good final and did very well they won great games against Bridge and Thomastown to get that far so it was a serious achievement with the Shamrocks and as you said they, they're a club with huge stature but they are under pressure with numbers at times as well so to get that far was fantastic for them they won't be happy losing the county final though no, they won't, they won't be happy, Nicky, losing it. But like you said, they had only 21 players named and they were unfortunate to lose their full-back there yesterday as well um, in, after five or six minutes. And he was a huge loss as well. But like, they still have some lovely young hurlers coming through there, like Celine Barron, Stephen Barron, were a handful all through. 
Casey Corpin at midfield was excellent. John Shortle and um, Jason Devereaux and both corners were dangerous and the ball went into him. As we all know what Owen, Car- Owen Cody has to offer as well. He's he's absolutely outstanding and some of the scores he got yesterday from um, a position that no one has scored from really. He he really just grabbed the ground by the scruff of the neck when he could but look, he probably needed a few more around him that say with the experience that the Borough lads had after coming from the 17 and 19 victories but Valley Hale have plenty to pick from there yesterday Nicky and look they won't be going away anytime soon and like you said and Pat says the whole time there like they focus on the under 21 and getting lads to step up to that senior grade and the next step from under 21 is senior grade and they'll definitely have plenty to pick from from yesterday Absolutely look Kieran, thanks we'll do all that again tomorrow evening or when the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games thanks Kieran. Thanks, OK, that was Kieran Nary. He was our man at the game yesterday, along with uh, Richie Power and Barry Henriques. The three guys on match commentary yesterday. Really good. I enjoyed that. Now, after the game, Barry Henriques has met up with a number of uh, three members of the winning team and their manager, Michael Walsh. We're starting with Owen Mile and then Mark Nolan, then Harry Shine, and then, of course, wrap it up with the manager of the three teams, Michael Walsh. The whole crowd are saying, well done, Owen Mylan. Well, what do you think? You're- I'm absolutely delighted now, to be honest. It's been, a, as Mark said there in his speech, we're on the road since mid-November and the boys backed it up with the 19 and then we drove it on them for the 21. Uh, as Mark said, we only played three games in four months, so we're just delighted now to get our lane. It was a panel of 44 or something like that, so everyone was pushing the wheel now, so we're delighted. What kind of a match was it to play in, uh, I'd say between the Ballyhale match... You the, couldn't relax a bit, No. <laughs> the fairness now, the three games were Lachlan's, Moonkine and Ballyhale, they've been as tough as each other, so uh, I'm just delighted to go our lane last year in 21. Me and the lads were training since we were five or six, like in uh, James Park and stuff like that, so I'm just delighted for the boys up to the edge as well and stuff like, like that. Like an awful lot of championships in Kilkenny, which was hard-earned, because you named three teams there, and like yeah. you three of the top, top teams. There. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so... Well, Auckland's, we kind of had battles with them since we were 15 or 16 and yeah. then went down to Moonkine and Moonkine and they were after winning the Junior and the Leinster Junior and obviously went to win the All-Ireland then and then sure Bally Hale no better ways when you have lads like Owen Cody, Dean Mason and Dara driving that on like for the young lads even stuff, they have some road models in that club as well so um, just the three games has just been massive and everyone's shoulder to wheel so I'm just absolutely delighted now to win get but on, line. But on my lead, this started a long time ago didn't it? Yeah we I think the 40, you yeah. and the team won the Fela. Yeah we won the Fela at 14 uh, we lost championship and then we we won 16 and then we won the, mi- the 19 then two years ago so we're kind of on the road now a long time so just uh, I think just for me personally the lads up to the age like Ben Liam Brent Smith was out injured today and what a big loss to have shouldering him since a uh, young boy like and then Mark Nolan Tommy Farrell Darmar lads like that and even lads that didn't come on everyone's kind of gave panel effort but I'm just delighted for the lads up to the edge because they kind of we have a trend five or six of us when under under 19s are playing so in the muck in the borough so I'm just delighted for them lads personally now for myself on my leg, congratulations Cheers. enjoy it I'm sure you'll enjoy it tonight yeah I will yeah well done thanks I'll name yourself thanks thanks Mark Nolan You'll never forget today for an awful lot of reasons. One, you won a county final. Two, you heard awfully well to do it. But you beat the Shamrocks. That was some achievement. Someday. Yeah, it's not every day. You can see, you can say you beat Belly Hale now in the county final. They're a tremendous club and tremendous team. I'm just very proud of this team. They're very young. All the way coming up that minor team won the Fela. And now they're really playing men's hurling now and they're hopefully be breaking on the senior teams in the borough now years to come. You're realising your potential, the potential that your mentors all through the years from under 14, as you said, had on you. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, Mickey's been with that, the younger team, especially the team just under 19 there. Under 19, that team this year, yeah, Mickey was with them all the way up and you can really see the work they've done, the work they've put in 
uh, come off there today now. What made it special, of course, is the Shamrocks. You beat the Shamrocks. They're never, never easily beaten. No, never easily. They weren't easily beaten, although they, mm. you won quite easily at the finish. No, never easily beaten, and especially in a county final, they're never easily beaten. And uh, it's just great to get over the lane against them, you know, and finally have one up against them now. So keep that going, hopefully. You'll enjoy this one. Yeah, we will indeed. Yeah. You'll have a good night tonight. Ah, we will, sure. Maybe yeah. tomorrow night. Ah, we'll see, yeah, we'll Mark see. Mark Nolan, well done. Congratulations. Lovely. Thanks for talking. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Harry Shine, a great win. Oh, unbelievable feeling. Just belly hair, like you never know what's going to happen with them. They got a goal five minutes into the second half, and you know they th- they're on top for a while, but we kept our nerve and worked hard, and you know we got the result. You defended well, Harry. Yeah, we defended unbelievably, like Nairo and Timmy Clifford, Podge Meal, and all the boys. Like they were just unbelievable today, stopping at Owen Cody, the star man. So. Look, it was just an unbelievable feeling when that now, so... Which yeah. was your forwards, Harry Fryne, well, well led by Harry Shine. You've had a tough few weeks, you've had a tough few weeks with this, say, Fitzgibbon and all that kind of stuff, but you came up Trumps today. It's a beautiful day for you. Oh, it's just brilliant, you know. I'm just on top of the world. <laughs> Go and ask for anything more. And to, and to beat the Shamrocks in the county final, extra special. Yeah, exactly. You know, Shamrocks are up there, the best teams last five, six years, so... It's just an unbelievable feeling now, yeah. Harry Shane, thanks for talking to us on Community Radio. Sam, thanks for being very sound. Michael Welch, what a performance. One could nearly say that it was the perfect storm. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Like, um, you know, we, we've had three matches, as Mark said in his speech there, one in November, one in January, and now one in February. But we've had a chance to work for the poor this one, and we've put in an awful lot of work in the last few weeks, and it showed second half performance was just unbelievable. Uh, but that Sunday morning, when you probably wouldn't put a milk bottle out, we trained we trained very hard, and we used the ball into the wind last Sunday, and it's, it's still as a good set. I said it to him at half time. doesn't matter whether we're up or down. We just keep going the way we're, we're, they're trained, and they're trained very well, and you know the boys do a great job, and it's just a fantastic victory for the club. The skill factor of your team, Michael, particularly your forwards, I, I was particularly hugely impressed that kid at left corner forward, he's a pocket rocket, Murphy. Yeah. And like, his first touch is absolutely unbelievable, and everything is relative to the time of the year, mate. Yeah, that's it, and uh, you know, he, I just bought him there, he was giving up, he missed so many goals, but I just said, you keep getting in there, they'll come, and look, he's a fellow that we'd hope would come true for us, like, he had a bit of a static year last year, but he's young, and he's he's so much talent, and hopefully now, he'll just build on that, and he'll represent us at senior level, that's the, that's the aim for all these fellas now. Any time you beat the Shamrocks in any kind of a game, or certainly in a final mix, it has to be very special because traditionally the Shamrocks, you haven't done bet until they're in the cars going home. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly it. Like, no, I have so much admiration for them as a club, as players, and you know, they've achieved so much in Kilkenny and, and beyond, and they're a fantastic club. And like, With the greatest respect, when you do beat them, it's, it's, it is an extra fillet because you know you've come up against the team. They, they just have this... Uh, I don't know what it is in their club. It's unbelievable. They just never know when to stop. And you know, if every club had what they have, we'd all be doing fine. For those people that have are rather kind of critical about the standard of hurling and the availability of good hurlers in County Kilkenny, and they worry about it, and that have dyspepsia about it. At the end of the day, make. There's no worries in Kilkenny. Definitely not, Barry, and I couldn't agree with that statement anymore. There's loads of good hurlers in Kilkenny. It just needs, I suppose, people to get behind Kilkenny now and all the teams and all the players, and Kilkenny will come strong again. They're, they're not far away anyway, and they'll definitely come strong. There's, as I said, there's millions of good hurlers around Kilkenny. Million congratulations, Mickey Welch. Thanks, Thanks for Barry. Thanks a million. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was Michael Welch. Yeah, what a season he's had with the Borough, winning 17-19 and under-21. Look, fair dues, so... Uh, 
Maybe the hope of them, a lot of them young men will come forward to Kilkenny. Well, it's been a busy time for the borough, but by God, it's a busy time for the man I'm going to talk to now. He was down in Ennis yesterday with the Kilkenny Camogie team. We'll talk about that game. And he has a big game also next Saturday when Kieran's take on St. Joseph's of Tulla. We might just touch base on that a little bit as well. But, uh, but Brian Dowling, you know, you're, uh, all your spare time has been used up these days, Brian. There's no count about it. Yeah, not much spare time at the moment. No, no, no. Really. And we and we should say you're a busy teacher in Kieran's as well, so that's important yeah. also. Brian, heading down to uh, to Ennis yesterday, and uh, before we get into the game, I think it's only fair to say that obviously you know that Megan Farrell is no longer with you and Colette Dormer is uh, also gone. Uh, you don't... Uh, Using those players and they're retired now or, or Megan has gone travelling, you, you don't replace those two uh, stalwarts easily. No, you don't. Um, look, I suppose in the, since in the last two years, you know, we, we've probably lost our, our central spine. You know, Edwina Keane has gone as well, Anna Farrell and Dalton. You know, they're, they're huge players in the dressing room. Um, Davina Tobin is, isn't playing at the moment. She will be back um, after the league. So, look, we're after this lot of experience and we're just trying to. You know, I suppose uh, build a new team here again and just try and, and, get, and get going again. But look, suppose we went down clear to win yesterday. We did that, but we wouldn't be happy with a lot of aspects of the game and there's a lot to improve on. But um, look, I suppose uh, the positive was we did come away with the victory in the end. I suppose uh, you only got two points in the first 21 minutes. That that would be fairly indicative of what you've what you've said there. You were you didn't set the world on fire in the first 20 minutes. No, look, it was an extremely frustrating game yesterday. Um, you know, it was, the referee was, was extremely um, happy. I, I've never experienced anything like it. There was no thought to the game whatsoever. It was soft start. From both sides, you know, there was frees on both sides that, that weren't free. You know, the girls couldn't tackle without it being a free, and it was just really frustrating. There was no momentum to get going in the game at all. Um, you know, I suppose we missed our chances then as well. We missed two penalties. You know, Denise is usually um, unbelievable penalties. You know, she got a point from one and Gordon made a good save from the other. Um, you know, missed another couple of goal chances. And it was really, the wind was really, really tough yesterday, the conditions. Um, it, it wasn't really favouring anybody, but it just kind of broke, blown all over the place. And shooting from distance is really, really difficult to do. And um, I think that probably was a factor in the, the low scoring game as well. But look, we really struggled at the start we didn't get going you know probably until we got the goal even um, we got going for maybe a couple of minutes then but um, you know it wasn't yeah well that goal that you got from uh, Miriam Miles in the 23rd minute I mean you followed it with points from Denise Scott and Lauren Laura Norris so uh, Miriam is good for that she's good for a goal and I think uh, that was important because I think the team gathered a bit of momentum after that yes look you know I felt everything anytime you get a goal it gives you a, bit, a team a bit of momentum so look it did definitely push us on um, you know, I suppose in the second half, I think you have to get what, the penalty or probably three more goal chances as well that we didn't take. I think one of them would have um, home and holes like. But uh, you know, we were hanging on there at the end. Clear, clear, stay strong there and pull the back level. But um, you know, Kelly and Dyke made a great run forward and got a good score at the end just to push us over the line. And look, I suppose in days when you're not playing at your best, it's, it's important to try and get that victory. You know, and, and thank you we did. And, Absolutely. You know, but on 29 minutes when it was level, I suppose uh, that stage you probably suspected a draw here. Uh, yeah, no, I know. In fairness, you know, I think one way or another, we're probably used to the situation, but we like it or not that we've we've been clawing back teams last year as well. You know, and it's not something that we, we plan on doing. But look, I know the girls did the fight to the bitter end, and um, whether they're playing good or bad, you know, they'll stay going. And um, you know, I expect that someone's got a chance at the end. And luckily, Kellyanne, you know, in fairness, the wind kind of took us. I thought it was going to take it away, but luckily, it took it over the bar. Thank God. So. 
but we're just delighted to get out there with a victory and uh, a huge amount to improve on Cork are absolutely flying it so we know we're going down to Cork now Saturday week it was a huge battle um, it's the last group game but it's effectively a league semi-final and um, whoever wins gets into it I can't understand why it's not league semi-finals it makes no sense at all um, so there's no semi-finals it's the winners of the groups get, or there's only a league final yeah, only winners of the group. Oh. Last year there was there was quarterfinals and semifinals. I just, I, I just, know, I continue I, to be amazed at some of these decisions. Yeah. But I, I can't understand it because like we've so much time. Like, we 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 played. I think the fifth it was. You know, we had three week break and now we have a two week break. And the league final is not until April the, the ninth. You know, it's another probably three or four week gap there. Like we had two brilliant semifinals in Old Park last year. That's we right. Tipperary and then Galway played Cork and they were smashing games and there was a big crowd at them. Like they're trying to promote Camogie. I just can't understand why they're not giving you know and uh, giving giving more teams a chance to get more games. If we if we lose to Cork, we only have three league games, you know, and and, and you have so much time. It just makes no sense, you know. To play more games, I think everybody wants, every county wants this. Um, the you know semi finals. I, I just don't understand why they're, they're cutting it back. Like it's not as if players are going back to club. Absolutely, and of course, when you play, hard. when you play Cork the next day, and I know Pat Tracy was slagging you on the phone before we came and before I actually picked up the call from you. Of course, you will have a certain David Fitzgerald on the line as well. So you'll be well armed with. I'm sure you'll have uh, Angela Downey and Breda Home as well uh, tuned in to Markham uh, when you're going up and down the line as well. <laughs> I think you'll have to uh, Angela maybe get Anne back for ah, yeah, I think that would be yeah. that would be an order but yeah we're yeah, certainly we're, we're looking forward to very brief, Brian I won't hold you too long on the Kieran's match but uh, that's on next Saturday at 3 o'clock venue not known yet clearly Annie you have to respect Harty Cup winners I mean they have uh, come through monsters so clearly they deserve to be respected and they'll be formidable opponents Oh yeah, look, definitely looks. So they're happy champions, um, you know. They're they're going in as massive favourites. But look, we're we're going, we're we're there anyway, you know. It's like after the last game, we're kind of coming through these games, and I think we're kind of quite improving, um, you know. But we've a huge a huge amount to do to to get up to taller level, and look, hopefully on Saturday we can we can play our best game of the year. That's what's going to need to take now on Saturday to, to get the All Ireland final. But you know, the incentive is huge to, to get to Cove Park on the seventeenth of March. You know, it's, it's a dream for all them young lads. You know, might never get there again. Um, you know, some of them will hope in the career, but it's just such a good opportunity. And there's going to be a great atmosphere down in uh, Saturday, wherever it's on. You know, I'm sure Tuller are going to bring the whole of Tuller down with them. Yeah, like absolutely. That. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So hopefully, we'll have big Well, you'll be glad to know, anyway. Uh, he was playing a county final yesterday. I think Harry Shrain came to that, okay, so he's a key player for you. Brian, I won't hold you any longer. We'll yeah. talk to you. We'll see you down in wherever we're travelling to next Saturday because we'll be covering the game live here on radio. Yeah. But listen, well done on yesterday's win, and um, we look forward to heading to Cork as well, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. Thanks yeah. for taking okay. time. Thanks, Nicky. Thanks, okay. Brian. All right. And that's Brian Dowling, a very busy man, uh, it must be said. I was talking to myself there. There was lads shouting at me across the studio here. We're going to take a break and uh, we'll get John Corrigan after that with the uh, local soccer results. And that game is extra time. We're coming near the end of the first period of extra time and it's still nil all. So I think Jim Cashin forecasted nil all after 90 minutes. So good man, Jim. We'll take that break now. The Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to our talk sport here. And don't forget, if you want any messages to it, send it to our taxback.com at Clune Tech Company text line. You'll get us as 0863537782. And we just had a, a listener obviously sent in a text a few moments ago. He said, 
I am sick of listening to your reports where you only mention the forwards. Are there any backs on the teams? Actually, maybe mea culpa today. I actually mention backs on a regular basis, but did I do today? I had to rush down from Nolan Park to slap a report together and put the, re- the reports together and do the interviews together and do a few more bits and pieces. So I didn't have as much time to do on it. But look, I don't to make excuses. Yeah, you're right there, I think, on that one. John Corrigan. Have you any results for us today, John? Or are you going to talk about backs and forwards as well? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there'll be any backs today. There's a lot of goals for us. So <laughs> uh, under 17, yesterday, under 17, Division 1A, Dean Celtic 2, Freebooters 3, and Evergreen 3, Thomastown 1. In the Division 2A, Evergreen City 1, Stonyford 2, and Freshford Town 4, Bridge United 3. And in Division 2B, it was uh, Freshford Town to River Rangers 4. That brings us on to today. And in the same Canada Credit Union Premier Division, when he, there was uh, this blown away on me, I'm outside myself. It was Thomas United A, Neil Freebooters A, 3. Uh, Evergreen A, 1. This was played the other night. Highview Athletic A, nil, And Bridge United and Dean Celtic played out a 2-all draw. In Division 1, Freebooters B2, Fort Rangers 2, and Stonyford lost out 4-1 to Evergreen C. This wind is is beginning to move things around on me. In Division 2, big big result for Freshford Town, they beat Castle Warren 1-0, and St. Canis' hit River Rangers for 6-6-1 there to Canis. And in Division 3, it was Tullerone 4, St. John's 2, Spa United 0, New Park B2. So that's what we said, Nicky. More or less everything that we had down went ahead. So No problem. All right, thanks for that, John. Okay, Nick, thanks, thanks. Kelly Rook, this humdinger in Wembley is nil all. It's nil all. It's exa- It's not a humdinger any, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, and I doubt there's a fingernail left between any local Chelsea or Liverpool supporters. Nil nil. Both sets of teams have had their chances, but neither have taken them thus far. And VAR, as we mentioned at the top of the program, <coughs> has had an influence. Um, so that's going into the second period of extra time now. Um, earlier on in the Premier League, West Ham continued there or carried on their hopes of um, getting a Champions League place at the end of the season. A Thomas Tuchich goal gave the Hammers a 1-0 win over Wolves. And then in the Six Nations, I think this was the most predictable game of the round and probably of the Championship. Ireland, 57, six winners over Italy. So they pick up the bonus point there. And uh, Italy's place among the big six in Europe has to be questioned on the back of that. Um, in the golf, Shane Lowry is playing his round at the moment. He's just played his first hole. He's on seven under, still four shots off the lead. Um, looking at the snooker that's at the mid-session interval the European Masters final Ronnie O'Sullivan uh, is taking on a Chinese opponent Fan Xingai uh, and they're deadlocked at four frames apiece um, racing today came from Nace we'll have an update on that in a few moments time um, one game in the Scottish Premiership today Rangers title hopes took a bit of a dash they drew two all with Motherwell they actually went two nil up with goals from Morales and Sakala but uh, two second half goals from Motherwell pulled it back so Rangers only picking up the draw there and after the high of their Europa League win over Borussia Dortmund on Thursday night that's a bit of a blow in terms of their title aspirations yep ok thanks very much Liam. we'll go to Bear now in a moment but in the rugby yesterday Kenny Forst and Dundalk were seven 
17 apiece at draw not doing Kilkenny any good the seconds won 19 nil. Ireland had a big win today over Italy 57-6 in the Six Nations Italy's involvement in that competition certainly being brought into question and Kilkenny 20s had a big win over Italy as well 39-12 no joy for the Marble City Hawks they lost 30, uh, 74-38 to the Leash Panthers uh, at the weekend and in uh, hockey, before we go to bear, the ladies first, they uh, they won, they defeated YMCA first. 1-0, Lily Grace got the goal there. Uh, in the women's, Kilkenny seconds, that's in Division 9. Uh, they defeated uh, Clontarf uh, three goals to nil scores from Emma Shepherd, Nessa Farrell and Louise Kenny and in the Division 10 Kilkenny thirds they won 5-1 against Ratgar Force in the League and Cup double Lydia Cody Gwen Whitford Cathy Walsh Alex McClure and Alana Clark all scored for them no men's game this week this weekend both ended up being postponed and I have those results thanks to Tristan Linus now Barrett there was racing in Nace today how did it go? I'm listening. The first race in this was at two o'clock, and it went to number one, Captain Guinness, five to four favourite. Second was number two, Black Bull, at fifteen to eight, and three ran. The two thirty. This was won by number three, Gabby's Cross, twenty-two to one. Second was number two, Bally Shannon Rose, the nine to four favourite, and third was number six, King Alice, at nine to two and nine ran. Three o'clock. The winner here was number one. Flame Bearer, the even money favour. Second was number four, Meat and Greet, under the 30. And five ran. The half three was won by number four, Justicalism, 11 to 2. Number two was second, Calvados, at 7 to 2. And third was number eight, Great Realisation, at 11 to 2. And eight ran. The four o'clock was won by number six, Highland Charles, the even's favourite. Second was number nine, Micromanage at 13 tears. And third was number 13, Percival uh, Legalis at 10 to 1 and 17 ran. The half four, sorry, hang on there, Nick, I just turned the wrong page. No. Sorry, the half four, yes, was won by number two. Bring on the night, the 6-5 on favourite. Second was number thir- 12, number 13, sorry, Snake Eye, last 4-1. And third was number 12, Smooth Scotch at 50-1. to one. The 5 o'clock, which was won by number 4, Palace Rock, 72. Second was number, number 6, sorry. <laughs> Well, I think Bear's line is gone. We might uh, we might uh, get Ke- Liam Kelly Rook to check the last couple of results there. But going back to the championship draws, Pat, locally here, that's what will create most of the interest. The fact I asked you that uh, were they how many times were the three city teams in the one group? So while since I got, but certainly it's going to uh, be a huge, huge uh, interest, won't it? Yeah, and uh, it's uh, you know that particular group, uh, the three city teams, Bennett Bridge. Greg Ballycallan and uh, Glenn Moore, so uh, uh, plenty to play for and look forward to there. Uh, the other group here in zone, Tullerone, Tara, Shamrocks, Mullabatley, Downey. So again, look, when it all starts, it's uh, and it's great to have it back that uh, 
I, I presume they're playing the six game, five games this year. They are, yeah, they're playing all the games yeah. this year. Lot will be bringing it back to it's back to normal as well. No, some very interesting matches there. Pat, you saw Limerick and uh, Cork today, and uh, Cork were flying it, and uh, Limerick maybe didn't have as much muscle. And uh, Chelsea have just got the winner here in the 19th minute. Ball going under uh, Quivin Kelleher. And uh, no, no, I think it's going to be called off again, yeah. Right. Yeah, the man on VAR is working overtime. Kai Havertz has uh, put it in the net, but it's going to be disallowed again. Anyway, Pat, before I interrupted you rudely there, we were talking Cork and Limerick here. Uh, yeah, um, sure. Uh, Cork, what were they? 2.13 to 5 points at uh, half time. And uh, Limerick uh, totally out of sorts, and they're shooting and that in the first half, from what I saw, seemed to be uh, poor as well. They brought on a few of the. Um, heavy hitters out around the middle third of the field and uh, but they never looked like getting back into the game got a few points uh, first 10 minutes second half brought it down a bit but uh, Cork responded with a few more and then it was you'd see that uh, Limerick weren't ever going to be able to get near to overhauling them and uh, that's uh, that's the way it panned out. Um, yeah, I think uh, the one thing Cork will be happy enough about was uh, they stood up to Limerick fairly physically. Uh, the worrying thing from uh, Limerick point of view in just my uh, observation is that uh, they've uh, had very low scores in the three games. You know, the one thing you get beaten, but... Uh, the other thing is the low scoring rate is, uh, it m- might be a bit of a worry. And another red card today, you know, yeah, that they won't be happy. But even though I thought that was a little harsh. Um, yeah, but you see, it was looked as uh, a minute or so after the other one. It was the next bit of play after uh, the first uh, red card, which uh, the Cork man got. And uh, then, and it was also a kind of a shoulder that went into the, the, the Cork defender's face. So it was, um, you know, you felt that he was going to get a red anyway. Now, there was another incident after where um, a, a Cork player again kind of shouldered into the, the side of the head of a Limerick player. He got away with a yellow card. But, um, you know, there wasn't much difference in it, really. Colby gone over to Salt Hill and that was a bit eye-catchy. Yeah, Wexford winning that. and uh, Wexford, Wexford gone over, Yeah, Wexford look as if they're being let off the leash uh, <laughs> this year. Um, uh, uh, and uh, with the new management set up there and uh, they seem to be playing a couple of inside forwards uh, big man on the edge of the square going back to Tony Dordan's day which uh, is probably innovative nowadays and uh, but uh, they're getting the results and uh, Dublin and other team getting the results big time and you have to feel for Antrim they yeah. could have won that match in, in the late in the game again today they've, they've had three matches to date they've actually lost them very narrowly yeah, well, I think that's what their management have been saying is that they've uh, they've hurled well, but they haven't got the results, and uh, that's the disappointing thing, you know. And now they're going to be playing Leafs the next day, and uh, it's going to be very important for them now to get something out of it the next day because it'll put them, uh, it'll at least uh, get rid of all worries because they do need a, a period of playing in Division One. Yeah, and uh, that's that'll be their target. Stay in Division One, and it was their target last year. Now, unfortunately for them, they got, uh, if you like, relegated out of the McCarthy Cup, which was a big disappointment in the finish, and is a disappointment for them uh, this year. Yeah, there's no question, no question about that. So, Kilkenny going to Parnell Park next uh, Saturday evening. That's going to be a, that's, you can, after that and the Watford matches. I said in the report, you can really find out where Kilkenny are going after that. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, you'll be looking at the, how lads perform in those. Dublin are, are going well. I mean, they're going to Turles again. A big psychological win for them, uh, winning uh, against Tipperary. And, uh, you know, they look the way Dublin are looking at it. Win as many matches as we can. Don't worry about, um, you know, people saying we're peaking too early or anything because uh, they're, they just want to get, have a bit of momentum going into the championship. And it looks like they're going to have that. Absolutely. Well, we'll be wrapping up here now in a minute. I think Liam uh, Kelly looked at that. See, Kepa being brought on, going to be brought on there because it's going to penalties. He's our penalty saver. Is that the tactics two children having? He did, and there's so much irony behind that because wasn't it three or four years ago under Maurizio Sarri where he was the goalkeeper, goalkeeper being whipped off for. Um, <laughs> Uh, I remember that Absolutely <laughs> Okay lads And I just see The English FAI Have said they will not Be playing Russia in the for, for the foreseeable future Due to events Out in Ukraine So there you go That's all from us We'll do it again Tomorrow night On the Teacher Charles World Gaily Games Thanks to Leaving Pat In the studio And all our reporters Around the different venues And uh, we'll be busy Back at action again Next weekend With the Alliance League B Dublin And Kieran's in The All-Ireland Semi-Final Until then Slán and Tommy Dowd Coming up next With plenty of country And Irish